So let's start like this, some information. So basically, um, the energy of this week, it's a story, uh, um, the way the energy works, maybe I should explain it this way. There is, um, you remember the guy named Moses, I'm sure you remember him. He received something called Torah, scroll, and that scroll has 52 chapters. The 52 chapters are corresponding to every week. And every week have a different energy. So if you want to know the energy of that week, you go back to 3,500 years ago when the Torah was received by God to a human being. And God divided the year into 52 chapters. And when you know each chapter, what the energy installed for you, then that energy lasts forever. Now, I know so some of you have some doubts. I mean, how can something from 3,500 years ago last forever? But it is. Uh, like a DNA, like something, like a gene. You know, it's last. It's there all the time. Our job is to tap to that energy. When you tap to that energy, uh, then you're getting a flow of wonderful vibe, wonderful happiness, power, everything you need. That's really what it's all about. So, this week, we are relating to two sections in the Torah. The name of that section in Hebrew is called Tazriya Vemetzorah. Tazria relating to it start the section with the concept of when a woman uh, conceive uh, a baby boy, and she give birth to a, boy, a baby boy, you know, there is a meaning to it. And then the rest of the portion talk about disease, the disease of leprosy and any type of skin disease. Uh, and then the next section also talk about uh, the, the skin disease and any type of disease. So somehow these two portion are mostly talk about leprosy, the disease leprosy. Now, if we look, if we look from historical point of view, it makes sense because you know in the old days they didn't know what to do and they put the people in the quarantine. I mean, <laughs> I can't believe I'm actually saying it at this time when we are in quarantine. But I'm talking about in time of the Bible. When somebody got the disease, they put them in a quarantine. It, it becomes a certain like a city when people go there until they get they get better, or until the Kohen, the high priest, go ahead and seeing them. Now, just make the Kohen look at them, they get cured. You know. Now, the question is why they have to go to quarantine. It's not so they get better. It's for them to think about how come they end up with that disease, which teaching us. A few lessons, I, I think. One lesson is look inside, look inside yourself and understand like you're home now. Um, you can call it prison with good condition, but in the end of the day, you're still home. You know, so what does that mean? It means that there is a reason why we end up, all of us global community end up at home. There is a reason when there is a lot of people are dying. Uh, there is a tough time right now. We are in a tough time. And that tough time is not here to stay. It's here to teach us a lesson. And hopefully we can get the lesson while we are alive and getting out of here. So that's a message for, for all of you. And I hope you heard my message on Facebook that we start uh, working with the Jewish Federation. And you can join us to help the first responder, hospital, people who need food, so we're going to raise money and donation, and we're going to start helping uh, more and more people, and hopefully you can be part of it. Now, 
Let's start with the name of the portion. So the name of the section that relate to the energy of this week, Tazria. Tazria comes with the Zera. Zera means seed. When a woman basically uh, conceive and she give birth to a boy, why a boy? We need to understand that. So the way we can look at that section, when a woman conceive, it doesn't talk about the woman, talk about the soul. When the soul basically conceive with an idea, with a concept, the Yalda Zachar, she give birth to a boy. What does a boy mean? Why not give birth to a girl? What's the difference? It's talking about not giving birth to an actual child. It's a question for you and me. What are we giving birth to <laughs> in this life? What are we giving birth to? What are, you, what are you doing here? Are you here to exist, to give birth to children, uh, to eat, to leave, to take a shower, to buy a new car? Or you are going to give birth to something that will continue? Because boy represent some continuation. We know that the seed and the egg, the egg is the passive receiver. When it's received, that's how you have children. And the active giver is more the male. It doesn't mean one of them is better or worse. It's just the way biologically it's work. So when Yaldazaka, when it says she gives birth to a boy, meaning that she gives birth to something that will continue. Who is she? The soul. Because in Hebrew, the soul is a she, neshama. And each and every one of us this week have to think, and I will hope you will make a list of 10 things that since you were born till now, that you want to give birth to, that you want to influence the universe with, you know, and make sure you write those 10 things and choose only one after you wrote 10 and circle that one and say, I'm going to give birth to that things that I want to give birth to. When I, again, I want to make sure the language is clear. Giving birth meaning affecting the world in a better way. I want to give birth to that till the end of the year, till December 2021, to, I'm sorry, 2020, I would like to give birth to that. That's what I want to make uh, the, the universe influence uh, by me. So it's very important that we are uh, uh, truly understanding it and truly getting into that understanding. So how do we get there? So to understand how to get there, I'm opening the Zohar from this week portion. The Zohar explained that one of the way, one of the spiritual way to live by, okay? Of course, when you talk about different type of leprosy, different type of disease, okay? What is, what is that idea of the, the person getting a disease? After all, nobody knows that that person gets disease. It's under the shirt, under the jacket, under the pants. Nobody even knows it's there. Nobody even knows it's there. But what does that mean? It's written, when you have a friend and you want to help your friend to get better, you have to criticize your friend. When you criticize your friend, it's part of the precept of the Torah. Chin God is telling people, if you have somebody you love, and it's only the, that's the first condition, you have to love that person. You have a friend that you love, not a friend that you're okay with, you love. Then you're allowed to criticize that friend if that friend is doing something negative. And when you talk to your friend, he cannot be embarrassed or shame. And because we have to learn from God or the divine, how God or the divine treating people. So let's understand and say this all. I'm reading from Tazria Zohar, verse 
73. Now, when God is basically trying to tell a human being what's wrong with that human being, God does it with love. First, how do you wake up a person who's doing something wrong? You speak nice to him? You speak nice to her? You need a little push, almost like a father who wants his son or daughter to start walking. Those of you who have children, you walk away from them. In a way, it's like a rejection. But only if you walk away from them, you give them the fairest chance to make it and walk without you. Going back, so when God criticizes a human being, for the sake of the human being, not for the sake of God punishing, first is hitting him from within. What does that mean? Something that nobody knows. You can have stomach ache, you can have this, oh, nobody knows, you know? So that's mean when you go into some pain in your body or some cold, don't say I'm sick. Don't use the word I'm sick. Say I have a stomach ache. Say, um, uh, you can say something like, uh, I got a headache, but don't say the word I'm sick because it's not positive to say it. And could be it's between you and God. It's between you and God. God tried to tell you, hey, listen, you have too much ego. Uh, you think too much about yourself, you're too selfish. Let me wake you up to think about other soul. There's a, a certain pain that you might go through. If the person changed, transformed, good. Then the next level that the creator is going to do, meaning he's hitting him under the clothing, not the inner organ, now it's on the skin. And we, we still call that Yesurim Shel Ahava, meaning pain or suffering of love. If the person change and is nicer now, is less ego, more care about people, Good. If not, then that embarrassment of something with the body or something like this come on the outside, in front of everybody, that everybody will know that he's a sinner, that he's a problematic person, that he's selfish, and he's not part of the divine. If you want to give birth to something in this universe, and you want to make sure that you are doing something which is worthwhile and it benefits everybody, you have to think how you talk to people. Second, you have to see, think how many friends you have. Third, from the friend you have, you have to think if one of them you truly love. And if you truly don't have anybody that you can love, then let me tell you a secret that's going to hurt you a little bit, unfortunately. That's when nobody loves you, for real. Please remember that. If you don't have the capability of loving another human being beside yourself, then there is no room for love to come toward you. And if there is, you will not enjoy that love. You can only enjoy love if you're capable to love equally another human being. The same, by the way, the same, it is the same also for people who are judging people. If you judge somebody, who's doing something wrong, could be that that person who's doing something wrong is just there to remind you what is that you are doing wrong and God, the divine, send that person in front of your eyes so you can see what is wrong 
and by that change yourself. So you, you gotta start to look at the, at, the, at the quantum understanding of this universe, that every molecular, every cell is interact with all the cell together. It's not just a coincidence that the pigeon uh, decide to go to the bathroom on your head and not on your friend's head. Try to think a stadium with under thousand people and the pigeon choose your head as the toilet. Why? If you think that's a coincidence, then I'm sorry to say you're not really getting the spiritual understanding of this universe. There is a cause and effect with everything. We're not liking it. I don't like when, when negative things happen to me. Of course, the first thing that we do, we blame the other person. That's a normal thing. Because if I take responsibility, something wrong with me, then what follow will be, I have to do something about it. So the same way that the divine is treating us, first with love, again with love, and then publicly, the same way, my friend, we do it with people. You can't hurt someone when you love that person. You first take them aside, talk to them, explain to them that you don't think it's good for them. Second, tell them, listen, I would like to talk to one of your family, one of your friend. Third, if you love them, only if you love, you do it publicly, not because you want to hurt them, because you want to embarrass them in a way that they will wake up to change. Fourth, you leave it alone. There is rules of how you're helping a human being. And if you don't follow that rule, that's when you follow your ego. And if you follow your ego, you're gonna end up doing a mistake. And for that reason, you not belong in the concept of you not belong into the concept Isha as a soul, giving birth to a boy, meaning giving birth to a concept, giving birth to an idea and making it different in the universe. You, 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 you gotta, we, we all got to get to a place that we truly understand the Bible and the Torah, not from a religious point of view, from the real point of view. Try to explain, you know, try to understand like when somebody write to me a letter, they meant one thing, and what I understood was another thing. Ever happened to you in the time of the letters? We don't have letters, we have email now. Text, WhatsApp. It happened on WhatsApp too. Somebody write one thing and you understand it in a different way. What if this whole Torah, the whole five books of Moses, has a meaning in it? And we are only getting the story because we think it from the point of view of a human being. But a human being cannot understand endless. Can you understand endless concept? Endless means no end. I cannot grasp it. My brain cannot grasp the concept they call no end because I'm inside the skull, I'm inside the brain. So everything is limited. Think, think about it for a second. I mean, for you, for yourself. I mean, so if the creator meant something else in this two section in the Torah this week, what does it mean for me? I wanna know what the writer meant because it's a message for me. So the first thing I'm sharing with you what the writer meant, not because I know what I'm talking about, because I took books that are older than me and you, 2,000 years old, 500 years old, 3,000 years old. And I trust that those people, human beings, were talking to the creator, share with us information that will be great for us as well. If you trust them or not, I cannot make you trust them. If it makes sense to you, then follow it. If it doesn't, don't follow it. You don't force to follow anything. I'm not here to make people follow religion or spirituality.
okay? Because we all know how much organized religion disappointed us. We, we all know that. I mean, we all get disappointed. I don't care what religion you are. If you look back and you let human being running spirituality or religion, we're gonna do mistake because the ego kick in. The ego kick in and there's nothing you can do. If I'm sitting here and giving a lecture and there is thousand people, I have ego. I don't care who you are, I'm gonna have ego. It doesn't matter who you are, the ego can kick in. Why? Because the ego is a disease that you, can got, you cannot get rid of. You can diminish it, but you cannot cancel it. Why? Because in the moment you cancel it, you have ego for the ability to cancel it. So it's a catch-22. So there is three words to the leprosy in this week portion. And because it's three words, uh, we, are, we are talking about like three uh, idea of leprosy, those three idea of leprosy as a meaning, by, by the way. And once we understand that meaning of each one of the leprosy, it will help us step by step to get better. That's basically what it is. So let's, let's understand it. Are you open for that? Are you excited? Because I am. I am excited to share it with you. I never shared that before because I never knew it before. It's not that I'm special and I kept it for me. They share it. So be careful. The ego kick in. All right. Write to us Rabbi Isaac Luria. And that's what he write. The reason I'm reading it in Hebrew because I am so excited to read something from 500 years ago. And it's really touched me. And specifically, Rabbi Isaac Luria, those of you who have been with me uh, in many trips in Israel, I always choose that location where I get, I get really fired up by that place. The ego is a three type of ego. How is that connect to the leprosy? So Rabbi Isaac Luria writes, leprosy, the three type that we just read, is not actually leprosy. The leprosy is more a spiritual disease. What is the disease? It has to do with the gava. Gava means ego in Hebrew. First, ego is very dangerous. People who look very humble on the outside, but inside the heart, they think they are either big shot or special. Those people is first kind of leprosy, it's called se'et, on their skin. That's when the leprosy is in their skin, but you can't see it. It doesn't appear outside, but they have a skin disease. That ego is for people who are humble on the outside. We said, and it's between him and himself. He has ego, but nobody can ever find out that they actually have ego. When a second type of ego, when you have ego on top of people who are like you, and that's called sapachat. is is the worst. It's called baheret. Baheret meaning when it's appear already on the skin and it's, and it's shining in a white color, that's a leprosy. It's people who have ego on people that are uh, uh, better than them. Let's say you know somebody is genius or rich or beautiful or I don't know, whatever you respect and you feel you are better than them. That's called baheret. And that's why it's called Ba'eret Aza. That's why this disease is called Ba'eret Aza. Uh, Aza comes from the word uh, Az. Az means somebody with audacity. So this is how 
we look at the leprosy according to Dari. Now Debbie found me another section more clear. When people have ego, have ego, what is, what is that ego? They become, they start to have nega. You know what nega mean? Nega mean plague. Nega mean plague. So the first one set is on the ego, that's where the plague come from. The second, Sapachat, Al Shem Giluyarayot. Giluyarayot will be adultery or any type of sexual intercourse that shouldn't be happening according to the spiritual rules. What are the spiritual rules? How it exactly go? Maybe soon I'm going to give a lecture on just on sexuality and maybe I will explain everything there. What's yes, what's no. I think we need to do that. It's time. Ubaheret al shem damanidut. And baheret coming with when a woman is going through a time of period, if she still have her period. The period itself, most women don't know it. Why are you getting period? Do you ask yourself hormones? You cannot give birth, pregnancy, blah, 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 blah. Scientific, scientific, scientific. But why? Science can only tell you what. Science cannot tell you why. But why? Simply because the snake injected something to Eve in the Garden of Eden. And from that day, you're going to have period, unfortunately. That's the way it goes. So when a woman gets her period, this is not the time for a man to be with a woman, not sexually or not physically even getting closer to her, because she's dealing with a snake at that time. She needs space. And at that time she needs space. She can fight the snake. The man cannot fight the snake. It's not, I'm, I'm sorry if I make the man look weak. It's not that the man is weak, but the woman is grounded. She, that's the way she deals with, with the snake, as I wrote in my book, uh, The Laughing Billionaire. You need to understand the woman foundation, the woman aspect. The period is the time that the woman dealing with malchut, with the negativity, and she let it go. And when she let it go, she no longer have negativity. That's called period, because every month a woman restart again. A man is in more danger, because the man doesn't have that system. So if he gets hurt by negativity, it stays for life. It's very dangerous. For that reason, a man needs to go to a pool of water called mikveh and purify himself. A woman has to do it only once a month. Because once a month she gets her period and then she gets rid of the negativity. A man doesn't have a system that gets rid of the negativity. So when the woman experiences a period, it's better to stay away from a man from her. Not because it's not allowed, not because organized religion tell you, no, don't do it, it's forbidden. You gotta understand the why. The why, you cannot handle that energy, it's dangerous for you. It's just dangerous. For that reason, women cover their hair and they stay away from the husband. Why is all this thing? People make it into fanatic religion because they don't know what it is. Don't know what it is. She's radiate much stronger than, than the nuclear center. But she can handle that energy. A man cannot handle it. Okay? So this third disease of, of the skin, and that's why you're coming to the Kohen, you go to the high priest. Kohen is not like priest in, in Christianity. Kohen is a person whose great great grandfather was Aaron the high priest. So, why you have to put him in quarantine? When you put him in quarantine, he cannot do bad at that time. He has to deal with himself and find out what is, what is going on. 
And then the Kohen come and look at him. The high priest look at him. And he will know if he need to continue to be in quarantine or not. It's similar to, unfortunately to say it, it sounds terrible, to our time. But we don't have a high priest who will tell us who is okay and who is not. So the question is, what do we do? Ego, ego, ego. What do we do with the ego? Is there is a solution? When the Baal Shem Tov die, you know, the greatest Kabbalist than the Baal Shem Tov, they ask him, Rabbi, uh, what do we do with the ego? You said that the most dangerous enemy of a human being is the Gava, is the ego. And he said, whoever think that they have a solution for the ego, that will not be my successor. The one you know is my successor is the one who will tell you, you need to work on that, but there is really no solution. When Rabbi Isaac Luyer passed away, he wrote, he, he, he said, the last word is say, God, please help me to deal with my ego in the afterlife. The same exact words was said by the Baal Shem Tov. That means they work on themselves so hard to remove the Gava because they knew the ego is the only block from the Creator to us not to receive happiness, not to receive power, not to receive connection, not to receive joy. is the only blockage that not allowed in. Now, I know what you're thinking. You say, well, if I don't have ego, I'm not getting motivated. I cannot continue. I cannot flow. Come on, Eliyahu. I need something going. Yeah, but we need to understand what type of ego it is. I'm not talking about the having a lack of motivation. Because if you have a motivation after you thought low of yourself, you didn't think highly of yourself, then that type of motivation will not fulfill the exact need that you need. If I'm, I hope I'm clear on what I say. So for that reason, I'm bringing for you a book. One of my favorite books, I would say. I'm not reading enough in this book. It's a shame that I'm not reading enough in this book. It's called Path of the Just. It's written by Italian Kabbalist. His name is the Ramchal, Rabbi Moshe Chaim Luzzato. The Luzzato. That's his name, the Luzzato. We don't know exactly where he's buried. Some say in Akko, the northern part of Israel. Most Orthodox Jews believe he's buried in Tiberias, and that's where they, they go to his grave and cry and ask for help. But almost for sure he's buried in the northern part of Israel in Akko. He came to Israel when it was a plague in Israel. A lot of rabbis died at that time. But he was famous in Italy. He was a very famous Kabbalist in Italy. And he wrote a book that called Path of the Just. Within the book called Path of the Just, he giving us a way, a chance, information, so we will be able to work on the Gava, to work on the ego. And I'm about to read it for you. And I hope you're going to like it. I do. Okay, and here we go. Remember, we are talking about practical way to work in the ego, because if you come up with your own idea to work with the, on the ego, that's an ego by itself. Okay, you gotta be careful. You know, if you go by the book, you say, I, I, I'm studying that book, and I'm gonna go step by step until I master it, because you gotta master that, that level. And I'm reading from chapter 22, they talk about how to be humble, and that's what he write. Again, how to be humble, that's equal to removal of the ego. The first step, I had, I'm reading in Hebrew because it makes me, it's my first language, so it makes me excited. So I'm sorry if I'm, it bothers you that I'm reading it in Hebrew. I had who, it naeg b'shfelut, 
וזה ראוי שיהיה בדיבורו, בהליכתו, בשבטו וכל תנועתיו. First, say the Ramchal HaKadosh, the Holy Ramchal, lower yourself, how do you lower yourself? With your conversation, the way you walk, the way you sit, and be aware with every action of your hand, of your body. Tremendous, trem, for me, tremendous understanding. How do we do it? How do we do it? I want to know how to do it. Bidiburo, with your talk, is bringing a section from King Solomon, from Kohelet. And King Solomon say a wise person speaking with kindness doesn't need to scream, doesn't need to yell. And Ramchal say, when you talk to any human being, please make sure that your talk is smooth and soft. Make sure when you talk, it will be with respect and not with humiliation. That's a conversation. Second, Alichato, how to walk with no ego. Ambruzal, he bringing a section from 2000 years ago from Sanhedrin. Sanhedrin is a section in the Talmud. Shalchu mitam, ezu bena olam haba, anvatam vishfal berech, shayf ayl, shayf nafik. Velo ilech bekobas kufa, velok bevedut gedol. The way we walk, <laughs> it's shocking, even the walk. You cannot, you, you cannot go totally straight, but you also cannot go totally with your head down to look like poor me. You have to be careful because if you look poor me, people will start having mercy on you and they think you are humble. And if they think you are humble, that's an ego too. And if you walk like that, you know, you definitely have ego. So you got to find the, the thing. Now, what's the speed of the walk? Asked the Ramchal. What's the speed? And, I, I, and I'm sorry if I'm, if those details bothering you, but, but I feel like because Rabbi Isaac and the Zohar talk about that all leprosy is only ego, I thought that I owe you um, a solution, what to do. You know, what to do. Okay, I, I want to work myself. I don't know where to start. So that's why I went to this book. So that's, there's a lot of details. So the way you walk, Akev Betat Gudal. Akev Betat Gudal, meaning the hill, uh, the, 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 the front hill has to touch the, the big toes, meaning you're walking pretty, uh, let me describe it like this, okay? So you're walking like that and like that. That's how you walk, to lower yourself. Now just to be aware of that, that's already make you humble. Just that you think about it. How do I talk? How do I walk? How do you sit? Beshifto. Where do you sit? What's the location of the seat? Let's say you go to a church or synagogue or a place like that, or a movie theater, you choose a seat, right? Whatever you do. First, if you've been invited to a party, wait until people tell you to sit. Don't sit on your own. Just, just be there. Don't do it because you're polite, because that's ego. Do it because you work on your ego. If you do it because you're polite, that's an ego because you want people to like you and that's why you are polite. So be careful, it's tricky. Ego is the hardest thing to work on because it's for life. It's for life. It's impossible to kick the ego out, but it's possible to work on it. So one day it will happen a little bit better, but it can never be complete. That work can never be complete.
So yeah, I, want, I want to prepare you for that. Where do you sit when they tell you to sit? You know, so if nobody tell you where to sit, then you have to sit, then tell everybody, please sit down. Don't be in the front, that's ego, and don't be in the back as well. Because if you're sitting in, totally in the back, that makes you also special. Look how humble I am, I don't need anybody, and all this. Don't sit in the front, because the front, of course I deserve the first seat. Be in the middle, somewhere in the middle, find a seat in the middle. The second part is called Svilata Elvonot. What has been... When you get insulted, what do you do? You hate the person, you're cursing them, you get angry at them. And it's, the idea is to be able, when you're going through a certain insult, you go shopping and people uh, are not treating you well, you order food and it doesn't come the way you want it, all kind of weird thing that happened to you. You gotta look at it as an opportunity to work on, on ourselves, meaning, how can I work on my ego? The next thing is running away from a place where you might get respect. And especially if you are a rabbi or a teacher, you gotta truly be careful because we know, we know that there is two great Kabbalists ever live, ever. And their name is Shmaya and Aftalion. They bury down the hill from Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. And they say that they were one of the most tremendous human beings ever lived. And if you look at their grave, what is written, they wrote, You should love working with your hand, and you should hate the position of being a teacher. How can they say that? They were the greatest teacher of all time. And it say that you got to be careful you got to be careful because when you are a teacher, you feel like you're an authority. Priest, rabbi, uh, in a mosque, in a Hindu, and whatever it is, you feel special. And I have to say something here. You know, those of you who know me, I love to discover so many other religions, so many other spiritual point of view. And, and I love to, 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 to have some conversation. So... I remember I was living in Florida in Boca Raton and I went a little bit north and uh, I went in by mistake to a piano shop because somebody ordered a book. So it wasn't by mistake, so I'm looking. It's a large piano shop, but nobody's there. And I'm looking for, for, for the owner, for the manager, for somebody. And I start raising my voice, anybody here? And a voice come from the back. And I'm walking to the back. I said, are you the guy who sell the piano? You order a book? I said, yes, I ordered that book. I said, of course. And he said, let's sit down and have a conversation. So of course. Ask him, uh, so what are you doing beside piano? You have a hobby? He said, yes, I'm the head, uh, I don't know if it's a priest or minister of the Mormon church in Florida. It's a Mormon church. I said, I don't know a lot about Mormon. Tell me about it. So, well, i tell you one thing. When I pray, I pray like everybody else. There is no stage. But when I teach, I go on stage to teach the people. So what's the difference? It's say when you pray, you should not forget that you are one of people. When you teach, you have to teach the people so they have to respect you so they can accept something from you. And I, I, I like it very much, by the way. I'm not a moment, but I like that, that lesson that I received from, from that human being that teach me that, 
that's enough. You know? Anyway, how do we continue working on the ego? You gotta find a way to respect people. What we call human dignity. That's come from 2,000 years ago, from a section that's called the Ethics of the Father. And it's right, written like this. Ezeu mechubad, tabriot. How do you know if somebody should gain respect? Is the way that individual respect human being. Poor, rich, scholar, stupid, doesn't matter who, is looking for a way to respect. Looking for the way to respect. And how do you know that the giving human being respect? Ask the Talmud. When he say hello to a human being before they say hello to him. Which means he chased them to say hello. So they will not be ever the first one to say hello to him. You know, a lot of time we're walking in the party, hey, this is me, I am the most famous, blah, 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 blah. And I'm waiting for somebody to come to me and say, yeah, hello, blah, 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 blah. Come on, you saw it from the corner of your eyes to the left. Say hello, hey, raise your hand, hey, how are you, what are you doing, hey, yeah, yeah. What's the big deal? Oh, the ego needs a little massage, you know? And the explanation that we're bringing here is the famous Rabbi Akiva who has 24,000 students, that all of them were in a level that they can resurrect a dead person. That's how high they went. But they were missing one thing. They couldn't respect one another. But each one of them were higher than an angel. Higher than an angel. But they were missing one thing, only one thing. They couldn't respect one another. Don't judge them, please. I mean, think about yourself. Could you respect somebody if you knew that you are better than an angel? <laughs> we know we're not even close to be better than an angel, at least I know about myself. So it's so much easier to respect people and still we're not doing a perfect job in that area. And what's wrong with us? Those people were above angel. I understand the task is tough, but when you know you're not better than an angel, how can you not respect another human being? שניים הם המרגילים את האדם אל הענווה, הרגילות וההתבונן. הרגילות וההתבונן. Two things to practice how to remove ego, רגילות, practice, ההתבונן. ההתבונן uh, meaning looking internally to see what's going on with you. הרגילות, שיהיה אדם מרגיל לעצמו מעט מעט בהתנהג בשפלות על דרך שזכרנו. The practice is day by day, night by night, to, to practice the way I walk, the way I, I uh, sit, the way I talk, you know, practice. This is only practice. It takes practice. It takes practice. It takes 40 days of practice to start change. The minimum is 40 days, by the way. Where you're sitting, don't try to walk in front all the time. What type of clothing you wear, practice that. They cannot be uh, bad clothing because that's when you don't care about nobody. And they cannot be the most expensive clothing. You gotta find something that look great, but it's not, I don't care about society, because that's ego too. When you wear whatever you want, you have to respect the people. You know, you're going to a meeting, you're going to a wedding, dress according to the dressing code, and then dress in a nice way that you respect the people. But you don't have to be the fanciest things ever, you know? If you practice on those things, eventually you will be humble, eventually the ego will live. 
ותבוא ענווה בליבו מעט מעט שתיקבע בו כראוי, and then the harmless will slowly go inside his bloodstream until the person will be humble. Because it's very difficult to remove the reflex of the ego from our soul. It's almost impossible. Okay? So, it's, it's, the, the Ramchal is teaching us like simple way of how to do it. And I hope I'm going to adapt it as you're going to adapt it as well. We're all going to fight the ego together. There's nobody is better in, in that. I'm not better than you and you're not better than me. Nobody. We all have the same issues. Ego. Gava. It's forever. It's here to stay forever. Ego doesn't have uh, discrimination. <laughs> ego go to everybody. Stupid, smart, rich, poor, everybody has ego. Ego is the only thing that doesn't have ego. Because ego chooses everybody. Everybody is a client of the ego. <laughs> ego doesn't choose, okay, if you're rich, I'll come to you. No, if you're poor, I come to you too. If you're stupid, I leave you alone because you, you know it's stupid. No, no, stupid person doesn't know it's stupid. That's why it's going to go there. You know? So the ego is going to go everywhere. That's, the ego doesn't have discrimination. Just think about that concept. It's unbelievable. Just unbelievable. Why do we fall to ego as the Ramchal? The Ramchal brings a section from the fifth books of Moses. It usually happens to us when we eat a lot and we eat whatever we want. Veram levavecha. And then the heart starts to feel special. Try to imagine yourself in the best hotel you ever have been. Best hotel you ever have been. Best food. Uh, what else? Uh, best treatment. Everything. And they come to you, the three servants bow to you, and they tell you, because we heard how important you are, and that's why we give you everything for free. How you deal with it? Tough, huh? So tough. But try to look at the other end. People come, humiliate you, tell you how stupid you are. They tell you that you look really ugly. This shirt doesn't match the shoes. The socks don't match the tie. Nothing good about you. How do you deal with it now? You get angry. Anger is part of the ego. So the ego is sneaky. It's coming different direction. Whatever people praise you or whatever people tell you how terrible you are. We need to be aware of that all the time. You have to have your weapon ready and understand this is not the people the problem. My ego gets hurt. The people can never be the problem of our life. It's always my ego cannot handle the negativity or to too much positivity. And until I'm not put the ego in check, meaning I'm a little bit controlling it, a little bit. I can't control it fully. It's almost like having horses. When you have four horses taking your wagon from you, can you totally control them? No. You have the reins and you go left, go right, try to do the best you can. But you can't 100% control your ego. It's impossible to control the ego 100%. But you can maneuver to the left, to the right, faster, slower. Be aware it's there. It's going to be there forever. When you study spirituality, spirituality is to help us be aware we are not number one. Sometimes people ask me, why do I wear this hat on top of my head? You know, if people are not spiritual, I usually answer, because I don't have any hair in this location, so it's covered up a little bit, so it looks like I have hair there. It's a little curly. But the true answer is, because it reminds me that there is always something above me. Whatever I wear a hat, or I wear this yarmulke, it doesn't matter what you wear. Okay? It's to remind you, there is always something above. 
something above you. They just remind you. Everybody can use different things for you. Doesn't matter what it is. You can wear, I don't know, a string on your on your arm or something, but just a memory, a reminder that there is something above. I would like to tell you that we are living in a tough time right now, in a quarantine. And these two weeks portion are quite amazing how it come in this time. And it's quite amazing how Rabbi Isaac Luria help us to understand what we need to do this week. One thing, just to be aware of the ego. I don't believe it's a hard task to be aware of the ego. Don't try to work on the ego right away. Please don't. Please, I'm begging you, don't. Be aware of it this week. Next week, start to walk the right way. The week after, start to sit the right way. The week after that, try to talk nice to people. If you do it too fast, you're going to have ego for doing it too fast. Whatever you do, it right or wrong. So please be aware of that. I would, up, I would like to end up with meditation and then I'll let you ask some question. I would like you please to close your eyes and think about one person in your life that you love so much. Love so much. And think about that one person. And I want you to share with them the information you just get from this session, from this lecture. Share the information with them. With your mind. Just talk to their soul. The way you talk to the soul, you mention their name three times. And send them the energy of having desire to work on the ego. The next thing I would like to think about, how is your ego, according to your mind, being manifest? Is it through being angry? Love to have pride and being respected by everybody? Hatred? Jealousy? Judgment? How is your ego manifest? Please choose and start to be aware of that. And all the people you're going to meet from this point on, my friend, the wrong and the right one, are there just to point out to me, to you, to us, where is my ego? And through them, I can achieve the goal of my life is to become better with my gava, with my ego. Thank you. I would like to challenge you this week by go to, I would like to say five people who know you well and let them write about you five things that you definitely need to change. Five bad habits or negative things that you never definitely need to change. After you look at that list, now again, you're not allowed to hurt them, scream at them, judge them. So if you're not ready, don't do it yet. It's for people who are ready spiritually to do it. So when you receive it from five people who are close to you, it can be family, by the way, but it cannot people who be afraid of you, like people who work for you. And then when you write to them, there's five things they need to change. Uh, when they write it to you, you go to the list of the five people. If, they, if you see something repeat itself, that's definitely it. That's really the, the ego that need to work on. Every time that I felt important, I don't know if it happened to you from time to time, 
have something to slap me in my face. That's, that's being lucky. Very lucky. Every, everything that, every time that I feel like, oh, special. Can I, can I share with them a personal story? Sure. It's a little embarrassing story. Uh, it may not be for the video, but it's a good story. I was in um, a place in New Jersey, those of you know New Jersey, called West Orange. And West Orange, when they snow, they don't clean the snow. It's a lot of snow and ice. And I was uh, going from door to door selling product. And it was really bad. No sell, not, nothing. Nothing really uh, uh, happened. And what happened, it was around 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm working from 9. Didn't eat anything. So it was kind of, uh, nothing happened. Five hours. Then the gentleman approached me in the street. So <laughs> I felt like so holy. I felt so pure because I was so humiliating and rejected by every human being in the door. Everybody opened the door and said, hey, can I enter in something I sell? I said, no. And they closed the door and you can feel the heat from their house so nice. And you are freezing outside. And that gentleman is a small dog. And he said, what are you selling? So, oh, oh let, let me tell you what I'm saying. Oh, I have one customer who want to listen to me. So I start talking to him and he smile. And as he smile, I felt that my whole body become warm. I felt it. Finally, I felt the angels are around me. I felt energy. I felt great. And physically, my body was so hot, so warm. In the end, of course, he said, no, I'm not interested in your product. And then when I looked down in my shoes and my pants, I saw that his dog thought that I am a tree and he pee all over my shoes and, 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 and pants. My ego was crushed <laughs> in 10 seconds. I was from being with the angel <laughs> to dealing with my pants and shoes. I hope that lesson will stay with you. Anyhow, God bless us all and hopefully we're getting out of it soon. And let's work on our ego together. Thank you for being with me tonight. Thank you.